everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm Thomas Viola, and joining me today to talk about the NFL schedule release, we're going to be discussing some win totals here now that we have the full picture. Jeff Parles. Jeff, how are you doing? Good, Tom. It's a pleasure as always to be with you, buddy. It's a pleasure to have you back on. And like I said, the NFL schedule, it is out. We know every game now. We know the Lions will not be on primetime. We know that the Jets will have an amazing Thursday night showdown with the Jaguars. And we know there are a couple other games nobody cares about, like the Buccaneers versus the Bills and the Chiefs playing. You know, the games no one's going to want to watch, the low-action games. <laughs> hey, man, it's uh, it, it, we've known the opponents since – the season ended, but it's good to know the sequence now, Tom. And I know we'll get into this, but I know I know people scoff at the schedule release. Oh, it's BS. Oh, it's ridiculous. But you know what? From a betting perspective, you kind of actually need to know the sequence of events here because it does impact the way at least I bet season win totals if I'm going to bet them. And quite frankly, betting some playoff bets as well for some teams. I, I completely agree. You you can know the opponents, but the thing that most bettors need to understand when you're going to bet season win totals is it's not just looking at the team's number and going, that's an 11 win team. That's a 12 win team. They can, they can clear nine and a half wins easy. It is going through the schedule, breaking it down, saying, okay, well, this is where their bye week is. This is a really rough road stretch right here. This is a London game. Things like that come into play. You have to go through the schedule. And the way that we'd like to properly break it down is literally going game by game and saying, this is a win. This is a loss. I think they win this game. And picking it out and finding out how you arrive at your number through that. The way I like to set it up is literally going through the schedule before I even look at a team's number. I want to know what my number for that team is and then compare it to the book. Yeah, look, I, I usually go through everything, and usually if I end up with a team, usually the number that I look for, Tom, is 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 one and a one-and-a-half win difference. If there is a one-and-a-half win difference either way, then I look to bet it. If it's more than one-and-a-half from what the market says to what my – I go through this. I'll probably do this three times before the season starts and go off my final one because the final one is the closest one to the season. And I know those win totals change, but injuries happen. And the last thing I want is to have a horrible position on a team where let's say like, again, I'm, I'm not betting this, but let's say hypothetically you want the Chiefs over this year. And we'll get to them in a second. Patrick Mahomes gets hurt with the way that schedule is. The Chiefs may win five games, but if Mahomes is there, Mahomes is probably worth four or five wins. And I know the Chiefs' schedules is horrendous yeah. in the way of the difficulty uh, there, Tom. So I, I would be looking up – I would just be going through the whole thing, trying to find at least a win and a half difference from what you think to the book. Uh, if you get two, two and a half, great. Go ahead. I, I, I usually – the biggest advantage I can remember was the Lions back in 2019. They were six and a half plus money under. I had them winning three. And that was like a quadruple bet for me. And the Detroit Lions in 2019, Tom, uh, were not good. No. <laughs> they were not good. They were 3-12-1. and one. So, again, I didn't have them with a tie, but it was an easy under. It was as easy of an under as you're going to have all year. So I, I think that's just what, what you do. You go through the whole thing. You go through all the games. You, you, if, you, if you're a first instinct guy and go with that, fine, whatever. I usually – I'll do one – 
I'll do one in about a week. I'm going to let the dust settle here and, and go from there. And like a week from when we're recording this, I'll have my first version of this. And then by, I want to say, the end of the second week of the preseason, because a lot of the teams won't play their guys in that third preseason game now, I'll be looking to do the the, the, the second and final one. And then if I inevitably get bored in the summer when it's only baseball, I'll probably throw one of those other ones and see how it changes through the offseason. But I very rarely change more than like a win or two across the board. If I accidentally have like a team going like 0-17, like no team's going 0-17 in this age in the NFL. Like it's not going to happen. No one's probably going 17-0 either for that regard. So like let's say hypothetically I had – and I don't have them with this just on the early look at it, Like hypothetically let's say I had the Lions going 0-17. Like I would go back and change two games yeah. and make sure you get them two wins. Like no team's – if the Texans last year were able to win multiple games, Anyone teams are not teams are not going in this new age with the extra game and teams on, on, like not officially taking weeks off. But we saw it last year. We saw a, a, as soon as Mike White beat the Bengals on on Halloween, everything went nuts. Like yeah. there were a ton of upsets. So uh, you're gonna. I think that's your more common on uh, common day NFL at this point. You're gonna have teams that with the extra game, like oh, this team sucks. We don't need our A game. Why don't we? Why don't we just take it a little bit easier? We'll still win, and then all of a sudden, the Texans are beating the Chargers and the Titans on the road. The Mike White's throwing for four hundred yards against a team that inevitably makes the Super Bowl. Like, uh, like you, you, you're going to get some wild stuff this year, Tom. So it's a little bit harder than it, in the past. But I, look, it, it, it's the NFL, man. It, it, if you have a win and a half, two win advantage based off of what you think, and again, it's hard to find that. You probably go. You still go with it, even with the day and age of a little bit more, a little more wonky results once you hit midseason. Yeah, the NFL these days is just the parity is so strong. Even with yes, there's obviously a huge gap between the Jaguars and the Chiefs. But of course, of any course. team can still go out on any week and beat any other team. It truly is the any given Sunday sport. These are all professionals. The variance is so great. That being said. Win totals can be a good way to make a nice little future investment off that. And we've already talked about how you're going to go about breaking the schedule down. We'll get into a couple specific teams here. This is just some preliminary looks. Obviously, in your case, you're thinking the best time to bet these is going to be right before the season starts when you have a good picture of what the market is looking like and what these teams are going to look like. You know what the preseason injuries are going to be like. Yeah, yeah, and Tom. That's the way I do it. I, everyone has their own rhyme or reason. I like if someone think, thinks they have an advantage. Let's take the. Let's just start. I know we're going to bring up the Jets. Why don't we 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 stay there, Tom? Yeah, let's get into them Be, because the Jet win totals five and a half at most places with heavy juice on the over, and inevitably, I think they will hit a six. So, like, there are some teams where. If you want the over or if you want to basically beat the market to the punch and then come back on a plus number or a better number or hell, if it gets six and a half, find an alt six and a half, alt seven, bet it under, try to get the Jets to land six or seven wins. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. And, and there are some other teams like if you if you didn't bet the Eagles to go over to win total, you're already betting into a market that's not as good if you like that over right now. That was eight and a half the whole time. It's now nine and a half this morning on DraftKings. And the juice is on the over, which I actually think is correct. I think the Eagles are probably a 10-win team this year if they were able to uh, get close to that last year 
with with uh with, with a team that I didn't think was any good. But there are plenty of ways to bet this, Tom. And I just go my way and find your style, find your correct style. And also, again, shop around. That's the biggest thing is everything, Tom. Just shop around. Make sure you get the best number on things. And the best way that you can shop around and get that best number, head on over to bettingpros.com. The uh, betting I see what pros- I did there. Yes, you got. You have to have the plug in there. Seriously, while prepping this show, the first place I went was right to our own website because they have not just odds to win division, Super Bowl, all of that for every NFL team. They've got the win totals, and they've got them all broken out. You can see at every shop. That's how I know. Like you said, the Jets are going to get to six. They're already at six at Bet Rivers right now. I think the market is going to go in that direction. You're right. They're still five and a half juiced at DraftKings. I see them going into the six, but let's get into the Jets. They're the first team I have up on my notes. I'll tell you, looking at the schedule, those first nine games are brutal. You start off playing the entire AFC North. That's the first four games. And then you have a week 10 bye. I think that they're only going to have about three wins heading into that bye. I think the Steelers are beatable. I think the Browns are beatable. And I think the Dolphins are beatable. But you look at the rest of that schedule, and it is ugly Jeff and it doesn't get a whole lot better on the other side you have week 12 versus the Bears that's that's got potential depending on how the Bears start the season out a lot of unknowns their new coaching staff obviously second year quarterback in Justin Fields then you've got week 15 in Detroit uh, versus Detroit week 16 versus Jacksonville that's a big back-to-back right there and week 17 at Seattle they've got a long week there after the Jags game Thursday night but I don't think that they can string three wins together in that stretch like that, which tells me that they're probably going to go under that six. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm fading our own team here. I will probably, if I can get a five and a half, that's a little better than minus 140 juice. I probably still go over. Mm-hmm. They're vastly improved from what they were a year ago. And, and look, you're starting, Tom, it's been the interminable rebuild at this point. It just has been. Yeah. But they are much better. Like, they, they are much better than they were a year ago. And they, look, Tom, I, an absurd blown lead at the end against Tampa where if Wilson doesn't do the ridiculous hold the ball for no reason due to QB sneak on fourth and two and a half, the Jets probably win that game. They had opportunities to beat Carolina. They had opportunities to beat Atlanta. Like, again, I'm, I'm mentioning two crappy teams in there, but – Look, I, I expect them to be better, and five and a half is a very low total. Like, you're yeah. expecting them to be a bottom five team, basically, if they go under that. I don't think they're a bottom five team. I think they're probably closer to being team, the bottom 10, bottom 12. Uh, but but look, Tom, the schedule, and this was the sequencing. We knew going in the Jets' schedule was going to look pretty brutal. The sequencing sucks for them. They played all the AFC North, which may be the most competitive division uh, in the NFL, I know the AFC West still exists, but the AFC North could be very competitive because those teams are all, to me, closely bunched together where you could have everyone ending up 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. Not as sparkly of records as I think the teams out West will be, but it will be a very competitive division, and Jets play all four of those teams right away. They have to go to Lambeau. I don't think that's as intimidating as it would be in the past, but – you're not going to pick the Jets to win a game in Green Bay. I mean, uh, even even with Green Bay coming off the London game. Uh, but, Tom, I, I think in those first nine, because they're they week 10 by week. Yeah. They can beat Baltimore. I'm not saying they will be. I would not bet that at all. But they can beat Baltimore. 
They can beat any of those AFC North teams. They can beat Miami. They're not winning at Green Bay. They're not winning at Denver. They always play horrible against Denver, regardless of what the Broncos are. I mean, yeah. hell, even Brett Rippon beat them a few years ago. Uh, but but the, to me, if the Jets are going to go over, you got to get the divisional home games. The Jets have been brutal in the division for years now. And if you beat Miami and New England at home, with the way that the rest of your schedule goes out, and the Jets do catch a break that – Jacksonville is a home game, a game that if it was on the road, they might lose. If at home on a, on a cold December night, maybe in front of 35,000 people at MetLife, uh, I, I actually like the Jets' chances there. Um, getting Detroit at home is a big deal. They, they, if you go to Ford Field this year, I actually think the Jets probably would lose that game on the road this year. But at home, I, I actually like them at home. And Chicago, I think the Bears are going to be terrible. I think the Bears would be one of the three worst teams in the league. So you got to get all those games where the Jets are either comparable or better than those teams. I still like this overtime. I think they're going to find a way to scratch out seven. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll actually look the part of a seven and ten team, which is good enough to get us over five and a half, six. So I'll have to go through it in full. But I, I think they're going to be good enough to at least get to that bye week at three and six. And if you get to that bye week in three and six – you're probably going over because three and five on the three and five on the back end with that week's schedule would actually to me seem like a little bit of a disappointment. I agree, and you know the last four weeks of the season are always the Jets Super Bowl. It's meaningless. They missed the playoffs. <laughs> Time to start trying. Look, I've got Joe over my shoulder here. You know that I want to see this. Team. If this team wins seven or eight games, I as a fan will be thrilled because it will mean that we're trending in the right direction and Zach Wilson might actually look the part. But we could do an entire hour talking just about the Jets here. Let's move on and shift from one of the worst teams in the league to a team that everybody always has as one of the best, and that is Kansas City. Their total is at 10.5 right now. Part of me likes the over, but I am honestly with you. This schedule is pretty brutal. Uh, I think the 49ers are bad. I think that it's pretty nice that they get Arizona without Hopkins to start the season and you get to play the Rams and Bills at home, which is big. But oh, there are a lot of good teams on this schedule. And I think this is a Chiefs team that is going to take a step back. I'd be inclined to take them under that win total. I think that they're going to have a very hard time without Tyreek Hill. I, uh, I disagree with you on the Niners. I actually think the Niners will be fine, even with that confusing quarterback situation. Unless if Lance, if Lance, if Lance is the guy and Lance just totally sucks, which yeah. could happen. Could happen. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Niners we'll in them. a moment here, we'll get Jeff. To them a little bit. But, but, but Tom, they, the Chiefs are the first team in league history to have their first eight games of the season against teams that finished over 500 the following year. Yeah. Or previous year, I should say. First, first team in the history of the league to do that. And look, Tom, this is even, even with <laughs> like, you look at their schedule. They'll beat Jacksonville. They'll beat Houston. They'll beat Seattle. Other than that, this schedule, you could make an argument that they could win or lose every game. Now, it's odd to say that again about a Patrick Mahomes team. And, of course, the Chiefs are not going to go 3-14. and 14. Like, that's not going to happen. Could they're you imagine? Even, they're, they're too good, and Andy Reid is too good of a coach to allow that for to happen. And they will be favored, Tom. Realistically, even with that insane stretch to begin the season, my guess is that they will be favored in a, in more than half of those eight games against the teams that finished over 500. They'll be favored probably in five or six of those games. They'll be a dog at Tampa. And depending on what the Buffalo Bills and 49ers look like at the times they play those teams, 
they will probably either be a slight home dog to Buffalo or a slight home favorite against Buffalo. Same deal in San Francisco if the Niners are good. So, I, Tom, it's just hard to go over 10.5. You're asking a team to win 11 games in the most competitive division in the league in a division that I think all four teams have a realistic shot to make the playoffs. And you're going to be fighting it at the beginning of the year. Like we saw last year looked ugly at the beginning of the year for them with Tyreek Hill there. Now you have you don't have your deep threat anymore. Teams are going to try to take Travis Kelsey out of the game as much as humanly possible. And for me, I thought they got lucky getting Arizona week one. I don't think the Cardinals are particularly good, even if they had Hopkins. And road game in week three, Indianapolis, like that's a winnable game. Even though it's a tough road game, it's a winnable road game. And I, I, I think they're, I think 10 and a half is probably about right. I would only lean to the under because it's hard to go over 10 and a half with that type of schedule, but it will be no bet for me. I like the Chargers to win that division. I, I really do. And the and if the Chargers win week two in that first Amazon game, then I think it's a whole different mix. But again, Chargers had the freaking division on their rocket last year yep. and managed to blow that game and somehow missed the playoffs. So I, 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 again, it's still Kansas City's division to lose. And look, when when you have all these teams that are really good and they beat the crap out of each other, who knows? Maybe ten. Maybe we get something weird into the the AFC West. The whole division ends at ten and seven or something like that. I entirely possible. I think that this is going to be an absolutely wild ride in the division, which everybody thinks, but I I just, I have a hard time. I have a hard time taking the over. I'm with you. The good news is I think the public is going to take the over. I think if we wait long enough, we can see this to get up to 11, maybe 11 and a half, if we really believe. And then you could take an under because let's face it, Travis Kelsey's not getting any younger. Juju Smith Schuster's there now, but that's still not – he and Marquez Valdez-Scantling are not replacements for Tyreek Hill. This offense is going to have a harder time than it's used to. I think things could be very surprising for us uh, on the Chiefs front. I'm with you. If I can get him a little higher, I'd like to take the under there. Guys, I want to talk to you for a minute about Sleeper. It's the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players, and it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you could win anywhere from 2 to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can talk trash and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely easy and fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash bettingpros, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, just go to sleeper.com slash bettingpros, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Might I suggest using that deposit on my pick of the weekend, Devin Booker, over 27.5 points. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Now let's shift over to the 49ers because their their total is at 10 games on DraftKings, minus 110 each way right now. I'm going under all the way. I see this team ceiling at eight wins. 
I think they got very lucky last year to get as far as they did. They have no answer at QB. Jimmy G is not good. He is trash. They don't want him. Problem is nobody else wants him. And they want to turn to Trey Lance at some point, except for the fact that Kyle Shanahan probably doesn't want to. They have an easy early road schedule. Yeah, the Bears, the Panthers, and the Falcons are all very winnable road games. But the home schedule, Miami and Washington winnable, but Chiefs, Bucks, and Chargers are tough home opponents. Throw in a QB controversy and, hey, a tough New Year's Day road game in Vegas. Again, I don't see this team getting more than eight wins on the schedule. It's funny. I go through it quickly, and I think I see 10. I think the number's right. I think the number's spot on. And it really they, – they, the Niners are going to be the hardest team to handicap going into the season. For sure. Because even though I know you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo, I know people don't like Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy He's Garoppolo, not good. You're, going, you're going to win games with him in the regular season, though, if he's healthy. That's always been what he's been with Shanahan in, in San Francisco. When Garoppolo's been healthy, they've won. Now, has it looked pretty? No. <laughs> Sometimes it has. Most of the time it hasn't. But he wins games when Kyle Shanahan is his head coach. Now, the big question is there's a reason that Garoppolo is still on this roster. And I think it's more than, oh, they haven't gotten the proper offer that they wanted for him. I don't think they buy Trey Lance still. I don't think they think he's ready. And if it ends up being Trey Lance for this team, I can't bet this at all, period. I lean under if it's Lance. Because, he again, we saw him twice last year. They ran the freaking Air Force wing T against Arizona the first go around. And then the game against Houston, he was horrible in the first half, played well in the second. And I don't know. I just – I don't – again, could he be end up being really good? Of course. You take a guy like that at number three because of the high ceiling. The problem is the floor is low with him, as we kind of saw in those two starts. So I'm not betting San Francisco. I think they're the hardest team to – handicap because their ceiling is very high kind of like Lance their ceiling is very high if Trey Lance starts and ends up being really good and their ceiling is really low if he ends up stinking and we're going to kind of know right away because those first two games this year at Chicago they are almost a touchdown road favorite in that game in the opening numbers in week one you don't see that very often yeah we have two of those games this year and in week two they play Seattle at, at home and Seattle's not any good on paper if you if, if Trey Lance looks bad in those two games, that is a very bad sign for what San Francisco is going to be this year. If he looks good, then the Niners are going to be going to be a playoff team again. I, I think Ken's right, Tom. I think it's unbettable right now because of the unknown factor with Lance. I, I think that's fair. I'm just not high on this team either way. That being said. Obviously, wait and see what's going to happen to start this season uh, Well, as we get closer and start the preseason, see where they're venturing at quarterback. I, I think Trey Lance is probably going to get the starting gig week one simply because of how easy the opening schedule is. They're going to want to get him out there for the easy games rather than having Jimmy G soak up some of those and then maybe make it even harder to go to Lance. I see that as how the game theory is going to play out here with this team, but We'll see as the preseason rolls closer. The next team I want to talk to you about here, the Green Bay Packers. Sure. This is this is going to be a tough one this year for them. 11.5 at Fox Bet, 10.5 at FanDuel. Again, you can find all of these numbers quick to compare. Bettingpros.com odds. They open at Minnesota, and I think that's an L to start off the season. They don't play everyone in the preseason. We know that they don't like to do that. And we saw what that rust did to them last year versus the Saints when they got walloped in week one. But 
I, I think with no Adams, this team takes a step back on offense. Playing the Giants in London is definitely helped by a second bye week versus the Jets. But I think they drop at least one in that stretch of New York, New York, and Washington. And while the schedule is favorable, I just don't see them getting to 12. They should have beat Washington last year. I mean, if you remember that game, freaking Heineke kept they, – they, Washington kept getting in the red zone and not scoring. That was probably the worst beat of the entire NFL season, uh, getting, getting o- over a touchdown in that game and still not getting there. On Washington, look, I, I the Green Bay's hard for me. I don't, I don't know what to do with them because we know Aaron Rodgers is great, but now their number one receiver is Alan Lazard. Like, like at some point, not having Devontae Adams, and I know they have played well with Adams out in the past. At some point, him not being there has to hurt. And I don't know. I, I will Christian Watson turn into a legitimate number one wide receiver right away? Who knows? I will say this is the best defense on paper Green Bay has had on had in a while, so that does help it. I I like them week one. I think Minnesota is going to be a big bust again. Even though the one thing I will say, having O'Connell there as the head coach instead of Zimmer, we're going to see how bad Mike Zimmer really wants, or if it just was that it had just run his course with Zimmer and he's actually still a good coach, but it just he he just ran his course for being there as long as he was. Uh, but look, uh, Tom. They uh they get they get Tampa week three. They've been horrible in this era since Brady's gotten there uh, against the Bucks. They lost both of those games. Uh, but I will say the schedule kind of is conducive to win a lot of games. Like they'll lose at Buffalo probably on a Sunday night, uh, the weekend of Halloween. I, I think they'll go three and zero in that stretch that includes the one London game. Like they they usually beat up on bad teams in the Rodgers era. They usually don't lose the teams they shouldn't lose to. They'll lose to good teams, but they won't blow the games like they're not going to lose to Chicago week two like yeah. it's not going to happen yeah. uh so I, I think that number's right I'm not going to bet it though just because and again I hate giving you I'm not betting this but you, you Green Bay and San Francisco are probably the two most complex NFC teams going into the year because like Dallas like all right they're scheduled they're, they play six games against teams we know they're better than even though I know people like Philly this year, Dallas is still more talented than Philly. Yeah. And they play the first place schedule, so they, they have to play Green Bay. They have to play – well, they get Green Bay because of the NFCs, but they have to play uh, the Buccaneers. They have to play the Rams. They get the the, the uh, they get, uh, they get the, uh, the Bengals on the flip for the extra AFC game. Now, like, all right, you get a sense. Like, Dallas may be talented, but that schedule is pretty difficult outside of the division. Uh, and you know what they are. You know what the Cowboys are with Mike McCarthy. They're very talented and very horribly coached. Uh, but with Green Bay, like with Green Bay and San Francisco, San Francisco, again, when you don't know the quarterback situation, it's tough. And with Green Bay, we are talking about a very different situation than what we are accustomed to with that team. So, again, I, again, I hate saying like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. But here's the other thing, though, Tom. And I got to bring this up because of because of the reason of, of having two bets the two teams that I don't like a bet on. There are ways to bet this through the season. That's like there are, adjust, there are adjusted win totals. And San Francisco may be a good one to possibly hop on. What happens if they win the first two games and look royally unimpressive? And that win total hops to 11 and a half, 12. Probably I don't 11 see and covering half hop to. And we saw this with Denver last year. Denver, because they won against the Giants on the road as a favorite, Dom, Went up two whole wins at one and zero after week one. 
And they had the next two weeks, the great Jaguars and Jets back to back. So two teams they're supposed to beat. And that win total went up to 10 and a half based off of beating three bad teams. And what happened with Denver? They went way the hell under the 10 and a half. So there are opportunities. Just pay attention. Like if San Francisco looks unimpressive in two wins against two teams they're supposed to, to beat, maybe you come back with an, with an adjusted under. With Green Bay, you know what? It, it, there, there might even be a, a case to go over for them in the season. Like if Aaron Rodgers like, oh, you know what? Devontae, as great as Devontae Adams was, Aaron Rodgers is still the, still the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. And the Packers offense looks really good. So, like, there are ways to bet this. And, and same with our Jets. Like, at some point, like, if the Jets start one and nine and an adjusted win total goes down to two and a half, guess what? We're going to bet that over. Yeah. We're going to bet it over because the Jets will win probably. Because, uh, Tom, there's no franchise that's done a better job of ruining the draft pick better than the New York Jets. Oh, so, you like, know it. Yeah, of course they'll win three of their last five games to fall from pick number two to pick number six. Like, I mean, there there are plenty of ways to bet this. And that's and look, that's the good thing with being in this post paps world, Tom, where you can you can bet these continuously and, and the books that put these up, credit them. We have more opportunities now. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books, most accurate experts, and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. Jeff, I want to ask you about one more team before I let you go here, and that is... The Super Bowl runner-ups, the Bengals. They're numbered yeah. around 10 and a half right now, and I know you have thoughts on this team. I thought that they overachieved a little bit getting to the Super Bowl in what I thought was going to be a decent year for them. I thought they were a playoff possibility. And, of course, they blew out all expectations, making it as far as they did. This year, I expected them to take more of that step to being a legit contender. What do you think is going to happen? Are they going to regress with that Super Bowl loss hangover? Or do you think that they should be right there in the conversation again? I, again, I'll go back to what we said earlier about the AFC North. That's going to be an extraordinarily competitive division because all those teams. I know. And look, I know Pittsburgh has as low of a win total as they've ever had. Yeah, doesn't matter. They've they've sucked two of the last three years, and they were in the play in the playoffs last year with a bad team, and they went five hundred with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph playing quarterback in twenty nineteen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yep. matter what they are. They're going to win games. Uh, and for the Bengals, this I, I, I'm actually going to go back to what I said before, what I just said. They're a great team to monitor through the year to figure out an in-season win total bet because their schedule, they owned the Steelers last year. They destroyed them twice. They get them week one. Now, we saw last year Pittsburgh somehow won in Buffalo week one. Maybe Pittsburgh has another trick up their sleeve early in the season with Trubisky. I don't think that'll be the case. They play Dallas week two. Tough game, but winnable. And Cincinnati after that gets the Jets, the the the, uh, the Dolphins on a short week at home. They get Atlanta. They get Carolina. Like, they get a bunch of winnable games. But the back end of that schedule is very difficult. At, after the bye, Tom. got Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, at Tampa, at New England, Buffalo, Baltimore. That schedule is brutal. 
the after the bye week, which is week number 10. That is a team that if the cracks start to show a little bit, maybe you say, oh, wow, all right, Cincinnati got out seven and two or, or, or something like that pre-bye. That would be a very high win total to get over in just adjusted in season. They're a team with that back end schedule being much tougher than the beginning. Like if Cincinnati gets through seven and two to begin the year, they probably look to come back under because they probably go 500 on the back end, go 11 and six. That feels about right. Yeah. That in, that in season win, adjusted win total probably be 11 and a half, 12 at that point. If they're not, if they are, well above water at the at the uh, at the bye week at, at week ten, Tom. So that's the one I've been pinpointing the most actually for in season wagering. Bengals get out to a big start, come back with an under in season. If Joe Burrow's every bit as good as everyone thinks, though, maybe I'm out of luck. But if Joe Burrow beats me and goes thirteen and four, so be it. There you go, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate the time. Where can people find you and the work you're doing? Yeah, at Jeff Parles on the tweets, uh, V Sin place to uh, watch me numbers game with uh, with Gil Alexander uh, and uh, uh, other programs on the weekend. Schedule changing all the time, Tom. Jeff, again, thank you so much for your time today. Best of luck with the entire season. I'm sure I'll be talking to you again real soon. As a matter of fact, I'm sure we'll be sharing a beer or two. Not worried about that, Tom. I would say so too. All right, have a good one, and guys. Best of luck this week. You can find me on Twitter at TV at work. And don't forget, head on over to bettingpros.com. We've got everything you need to get ready for the NFL season. It's a long summer of prep, and we're excited for it. Have a good one, everybody.